are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. The killer whale, Orensnis orca, also referred to as the orca whale or orca, and less commonly as the blackfish is a toothed whale belonging to the oceanic dolphin family. Killer whales are found in all oceans from the frigid Arctic and Antarctic regions to tropical seas. Killer whales, as a species, have a diverse diet, although individual populations often specialize in particular types of prey. Some feed exclusively on fish, while others hunt marine mammals such as sea lions, seals, walruses, and even large whales. Killer whales are regarded as apex predators, lacking natural predators. Killer whales are highly social. Some populations are composed of matrilineal family groups, which are the most stable of any animal species. Their sophisticated hunting techniques and vocal behaviors, which are often specific to a particular group and passed across generations, have been described as manifestations of culture. The IUCN currently assesses the orca's conservation status as data deficient because the likelihood that two or more killer whale types are separate species. Some local populations are considered threatened or endangered due to prey depletion, habitat loss, pollution by PCBs, capture from marine mammal parks, and conflicts with fisheries. 
In late 2005, the southern resident population of killer whales that inhabits British Columbia and Washington state waters were placed on the U.S. endangered species list. Wild killer whales are not considered a threat to humans, although there have been cases of captives killing or injuring their handlers at marine theme parks. Killer whales feature strongly in the mythologies of indigenous cultures, with their reputations ranging from being the souls of humans to merciless killers. Orsinus orca is the only recognized living species of the genus Orsinus, one of the many animal species originally described by Linnaeus in 1758 in Systema Natura. Conrad Gessner wrote the first scientific description of a killer whale in his Fish Book of 1558. Based on the examination of a dead stranded animal in the Bay of Grellswolf that had been attracted a great deal of local interest. The killer whale is one of 35 species in the oceanic dolphin family which first appeared about 11 million years ago. The killer whale lineage probably branched off shortly thereafter although it has a morphological similarities with the pygmy killer whale, the false killer whale, and the pilot whales. A study of cytochrome bean gene sequence indicate that its closest living relatives are the snubfin dolphins of the genus Orsalia. English-speaking scientists often use the term killer whales, although the term orca is increasingly used. Killer whale advocates point out it has a long heritage. Indeed, the genus name Orincius means of the kingdom of the dead or belonging to Orcus. Ancient Romans originally applied orca to these animals, possibly borrowing it from the Greek. Since 1960, orca has steadily grown in popularity. Both names are now used. The term orca is preferred by some to avoid the negative connotations of killer and because being part of the family Delphinaidae, the species is more re closely related to other dolphins than to whales. According to some authors, the name killer whale would be a mistranslation of the 18th century Spanish name Asenia balenus which literally means whale killer. Basque whalers would have given it such a name after observing pods of orcas hunting their own prey of whales. They are sometimes ref to, referred to as blackfish, a name used for some whale species as well. There are three to five types of killer whales and they may be distinct enough to be considered different races, subspecies, or possibly even species. The IUCN reported in 2008 
The taxonomy of this genus is clearly in need of review and is likely that orca will be split into a number of different species or at least subspecies over the next few years. Although large variation in the ecological distinctiveness of different killer whale groups complete simple differentiations into types. Research off the west coast of Canada and the United States in the 1970s and the 1980s identified the following three types. 1. Resident. These are the most commonly cited of the three populations in the coastal waters of the Northeast Pacific. Residents' diets consist primarily of fish and sometimes squid. They live in complex and cohesive family groups called pods. Female residents characteristically have rounded dorsal fin tips that terminate in a sharp corner. They visit the same area consistently. British Columbia and Washington resident populations are amongst the most intensively studied marine mammals. Researchers have identified and named over 300 killer whales over the past 30 years. 2. Transient The diets of these whales consist almost exclusively of marine mammals. Transients generally travel in small groups, usually of 2 to 6 animals, and have less persistent family bonds than residents. Transients vocalize in less variable and less complex dialects. Female transients are characterized by more triangular and pointed dorsal fins than those of residents. The gray or white area around the dorsal fin, known as the saddle patch, often contains some black coloring in residents. However, the saddle patches of transients are solid and uniformly gray. Transients roam widely among the coast. Some individuals have been sighted in both southern Alaska and California. Transients are also referred to as Biggs Killer Whale in honor of Michael Biggs. 3. Offshore a third population of killer whales in the Northeast Pacific was discovered in 1988 when a humpback whale researcher observed them in open water. As the name suggests, they travel far from shore and feed primarily on schooling fish. However, because they have large scarred and nicked dorsal fins resembling those of mammal hunting transients, it may be that they also eat mammals and sharks. They have mostly been encountered off the west coast of Vancouver Island and near the Queen Charlotte Islands. Offshores typically congregate in groups of 20 to 75, with occasional sightings of larger groups of up to 200. Currently, little is known about their habits but they are genetically distinct from residents and transients. Offshores appear to be smaller than the others and females are characterized by dorsal fin tips that are continuously rounded.
transients and residents live in the same areas, but avoid each other. The name transient originated from the belief that these killer whales were outcasts from the larger resident pods. Researchers later discovered transients are not born into resident pods or vice versa. The evolutionary split, split between the two groups is believed to have begun two million years ago. Genetic data indicate the types have not interbred for up to 10,000 years. Other populations have not been as well studied, although specialized fish-eating and mammal-eating killer whales have been distinguished elsewhere. Separate populations of fish-eating and mammal-eating killer whales have been identified around the United Kingdom. Fish-eating killer whales in Alaska and Norway have resident-like social structures, while mammal-eating killer whales in Argentina and the Crozet Islands behave more like transients. A typical killer whale distinctively bears a black back, white chest and sides, and a white patch above and behind the eye. Calves are born with a yellowish or orange tint, which fades to white. It is heavy in a robust body with a large dorsal fin of up to two meters or six and a half feet tall. Behind the fin, it has a dark gray saddle patch across the back. Arctic, Antarctic killer whales may have pale gray to nearly white backs. Adult killer whales are very distinctive and are not usually confused with any other sea creature. When seen from a distance, juveniles can be confused with other creations Cretan species such as the false killer whale or the Russo's dolphin. The killer whale's teeth are very strong and covered in enamel. Its jaws are a powerful gripping apparatus as the upper teeth fall into the gaps between the lower teeth when the mouth is closed. The front teeth are inclined slightly forward and outward, thus allowing the killer whale to withstand powerful jerking movements from its prey while in the middle and its back teeth hold it firmly in place. Killer whales are the largest living members of the dolphin family. Males typically range from 6 to 8 meters or 20 to 26 feet long and weigh in excess of 6 tons. Females are smaller, generally ranging from 5 to 7 meters or 16 to 23 feet and weighing about 3 to 4 tons. The largest male killer whale on record was 9.8 meters or 32 feet in length and weighing over 10 tons, while the largest female was 8.5 meters or 28 feet, weighing 7.5 tons. Calves at birth weigh about 180 kilograms or 400 pounds and are about 2.4 meters or 7.9 feet long. The killer whale's large size and strength make it amongst the fastest marine mammals able to reach speeds of an excess of 30 knots or 56 kilometers per hour. The skeleton of a killer whale is the typical dolphin structure but is more robust. Its integument, unlike that of most other dolphin species, is characterized by a well-developed dermal layer with a dense network of faciles and collagen fibers. 
killer whale pectoral fins are large and rounded, resembling paddles. Males have significantly larger pectoral fins than females. At about 1.8 meters or 5.9 feet, the male dorsal fin is about twice the size of a female's and is more of a triangular shape, a tall, elongated isosceles triangle, where hers is shorter and more curved. Males and females also have different patterns of black and white skin in their genital areas. Sexual dimorphism is apparent in the skull. Adult males have longer lower jaws than females and have larger occipital crests. An individual killer whale can often be identified from its dorsal fin and saddle patch. Variations such as nicks, scratches, and tears on the dorsal fin and the pattern of white or gray in the side saddle patch are unique. Published directories contain identifying photographs and names for hundreds of North Pacific animals. Photographic identification has enabled the local population of killer whales to be counted each year rather than estimated and has enabled great insight into the life cycles and social structures. White killer whales occur sporadically but rarely among normal killer whales. They have been spotted in northern Bering Sea and around St. Lawrence Island near the Russian coast. In February 2008, a white killer whale was photographed two miles off Kanaga Volcano in the Aleutian Islands. Killer whales have good eyesight above and below the water, excellent hearing, and a good sense of touch. They have exceptionally sophisticated echolocation abilities, detecting the location and characteristics of prey and other objects in their environments by emitting clickings and listening for the echoes of those clicks. The mean body temperature of the orca is 36 to 38 degrees centigrade. Like most marine mammals, orcas have a layer of insulating blubber 7 to 10 centimeters thick beneath the skin. The heart beats at a rate of about 60 beats per minute when the orca is at the surface, dropping to 30 beats per minute when he is submerged. Female killer whales mature around age 15 years. They have periods of polyesterous cycling and non-cycling periods of between 3 and 16 months. Gestation varies from 15 to 18 months. Mothers calves with usually a single offspring about once every five years. In resident pods, births occur at any time of year, although winter is the most common. Mortality is extremely high during the first six to seven months of life when 35 to 50 percent of all calves die. Weaning begins at about 12 months and completes about the age of two. According to observations in several regions, all male and female killer whale pod members participate in the care of the young. Killer and pilot whales are the only non-human species in which the females are known to go through menopause 
and live for decades after they have finished breeding. Killer whales are unique among Cretaceans as their heads become shorter as they age. Females breed until age 40, meaning on average they raise five offspring. The lifespan of wild females averages about 50 years, with a maximum of 80 to 90 years. Males sexually mature at the age of 15 years, but do not typically reproduce until age 21. Wild males live around 29 years on average, with a maximum of 50 to 60 years. One male, known as Old Tom, was reportedly spotted every winter between 1840s and 1930s off New South Wales, Australia. This would have made him up to 90 years old. Examinations of his teeth indicated he died around age 35, but this method of age determination is now believed to be inaccurate for older animals. One male known to researchers in the Pacific Northwest, identified as J1, was estimated to have been 59 years old when he died in 2010. Captive killer whale lifespans are typically significantly shorter, usually less than 25 years. However, numerous individuals are alive in their 30s, and a few have reached their 40s. Killer whales are found in all oceans and most seas. Due to their enormous range, numbers, and density, distributional estimates are difficult to compare. But they clearly prefer higher latitudes and coastal areas over pelagianic environments. Systematic surveys indicate that the highest density of killer whales are in the Northeast Atlantic, around the Norwegian coast in the North Pacific, along the Aleutian Islands, the Gulf of Alaska, and in the southern off ocean off much of the coast of Antarctica. They are considered common in the eastern Pacific, along the coast of British Columbia, Washington, and Oregon, in the North Atlantic Ocean around Iceland and Faroe Islands. High densities have also been reported, but not quantified, in the western North Pacific, around the Sea of Japan, Kuril Islands, Kamchatka, and the Commodore Islands, and in the southern hemisphere, off the coasts of South Australia, Patagonia, and off the southern Brazil and the tip of southern Africa. They reported as seasonally common in the Canadian Arctic, including Baffin Bay, between Greenland and around Tasmania and the Makar Islands. They have been sighted, for example, in the Mediterranean, the Arabian Sea, the Gulf of Mexico, and the Indian Ocean. Probably the largest population of killer whales lives in Antarctic waters, where they range up to the edge of the ice pack and are believed to venture into the denser pack ice, find open leads much like beluga whales in the Arctic. In contrast, killer whales are seasonal summer visitors to Arctic waters, where they do not approach the ice pack. With the rapid Arctic Sea ice decline in the Hudson Strait, their range now extends deep into the Northwest Atlantic. 
migration patterns are poorly understood. Each summer, the same individuals appear off the coast of British Columbia and Washington. Despite decades of research, where these animals go for the rest of the year is still unknown. Transient pods have been sighted from southern Alaska to central California. Resident killer whales sometimes travel as much as 160 kilometers or 100 miles in a single day, but may be seen in a general area for a month or more. Resident killer whale pods range vary from 320 to 1300 kilometers, which is also about 200 to 800 miles. Occasionally, killer whales swim into freshwater rivers. They have been documented a hundred miles up the Columbia River in the United States. They've also been found in the Fraser River in Canada and the Horikawa River in Japan. Worldwide population estimates are uncertain, but recent consensus suggests an absolute minimum of 50,000 killer whales worldwide. Local estimates include roughly 25,000 in the Antarctic, 8,500 in the tropical Pacific, 22 to 2,700 off the cooler Northeast Pacific, and 500 to 1,500 off Norway. Japanese Fishery Agency estimates 2,300 killer whales are in the seas around Japan. Killer whales hunt varied prey, however, different populations of species tend to specialize and some can have a dramatic impact on certain prey species. For example, some populations in the Norwegian and Greenland Sea specialize in herring and follow that fish autumnal migration to the Norwegian coast. Other populations prey on seals. Salmon accounts for 95% of Northeast Pacific residents' diet. About 65% of them are large fatty Chinook. Chum salmon are also eaten, but smaller sockeye and pink salmon are not a significant food item. Depletion of specific prey species in an area is, therefore, cause for concern for local populations, despite the high diversity of prey. On average, a killer whale eats 227 kilograms, or 500 pounds, of meat each day. Killer whales are apex predators, meaning that they themselves have no natural predators. They are sometimes called the wolves of the sea because they hunt in groups like wolf packs. Each population seems to prefer one kind of prey. Those that feed on whales may not even recognize fish as food. This specialization in diet and hunting, combined with smaller differences in markings suggest that they might be different species rather than populations. Advanced methods in sequenced the entire mitochondrial genome revealed systematic differences in DNA between different populations. Fish-eating killer whales prey on around 30 species of fish, 
particularly salmon, herring, and tuna. In New Zealand, rays are killer whales' most frequent prey, and they have also been observed hunting sharks, particularly makos, threshers, and smooth hammerheads. Squids and sea turtles are also taken. While salmon are usually hunted by an individual or a small group of individuals, herring are often caught using carousel feeding. The killer whale forces the herring into a tight ball by releasing bursts of bubbles or flashing their white undersides. They then slap the ball with their tail flukes, either stunning or killing up to 10 to 15 fish at a time. The herring are then eaten at, one at, at once at a time. Carousel feeding has been only documented in the Norwegian killer whale population and with some oceanic dolphin species. Killer whales can induce tonic immobility in sharks and rays by holding them upside down, rendering them helpless and incapable of injuring the whale. Some sharks suffocate within about 15 minutes while the whale holds them still because these sharks need to move to breathe. In one incident filmed near the Farallon Islands in October 1997, a female killed a 3 to 4 meter or 10 to 13 foot long great white shark. Apparently, after swimming with it upside down in her mouth and inducing tonic immobility in it, she and another pod member ate the shark's liver and allowed the rest of the carcass to sink. In July 1992, two killer whales attacked and killed and fed on an 8 meter or 26 foot long whale shark in the waters off Bahia de Los Angeles in Baja, California. Killer whales are very sophisticated and effective predators. 32 creation species have been recorded as killer whale prey. From examining either stomach contents, scarring on the prey's body, or feeding activity. Groups even attack larger mammals such as the mink whale, gray whales, and rarely sperm whales or blue whales. Hunting large whales usually takes several hours. Killer whales generally choose to attack young or weak animals instead. However, a group of five or more may attack a healthy adult. When hunting a young whale, a group chases it and its mother out until they wear out. Eventually they separate the pair and surround the calf, preventing it from surfacing to breathe, drowning it. Pods of female sperm whales sometimes protect themselves by forming a protective circle around their calves with their flukes facing outwards, using them to repel the attackers. Rarely, large killer whale pods can overwhelm even adult female sperm whales. Adult bull sperm whales, which are large, powerful, and aggressive when threatened, and fully grown adult blue whales which are possibly too large to overwhelm, are not believed to be prey for killer whales. 
Other marine mammal prey species include nearly 20 species of seal, sea lion, and fur seal. Walruses and sea otters are less frequently taken, often to avoid injury. Killer whales disable their prey before killing and eating it. This may involve throwing it into the air, slapping it with their tails, ramming it, or breaching and landing on it. Sea lions are killed by headbutting or after a stunning blow from a tail fluke. In the Aleutian Islands, a decline in sea otter populations in the 1990s was controversially attributed by some scientists to killer whale predation, although with no direct evidence. The decline of sea otters followed a decline in harbor seals and stellar sea lion populations, the killer whale's preferred prey, which in turn may be substitutes for their original prey, now decimated by the industrial whaling industry. In steeply banked beaches off Peninsula Valdez, Argentina, and the Crozet Islands, killer whales feed on South American sea lions and southern elephant seals in shallow water, even breaching temporarily to grab prey before wriggling it back to the sea. Breaching is usually fatal to cretaceans and is not instinctive behavior and can require years of practice for the young. Wave hunting killer whales spy hop to locate Weddell seals, crab eater seals and leopard seals resting on ice flows, and then swim in groups to create waves that wash over the flow. The wash then they washes the seal into the water where other killer whales lie in wait. Killer whales have also been observed preying on terrestrial mammals such as deer and moose swimming between islands off the northwest coast of North America. Killer whale cannibalism has also been reported based on analysis of stomach contents, but this is likely to be the result of scavenging remains dumped by whalers. One killer whale was also attacked by its companions after being shot. Although resident killer whales have never been observed to eat other marine mammals, they occasionally harass and kill porpoises and seals for no apparent reason. Killer whales in many areas prey on several bird species, including penguins, cormorants, and gulls. A captive killer whale at Marineland discovered it could regurgitate fish onto the surface, attracting seagulls, and then eat the birds. Four others then learned to copy this behavior. Day-to-day -day killer whale behavior generally consists of foraging, traveling, resting, and socializing. Killer whales are frequently active at the surface, engaging in acrobatic behavior such as breaching, sky hopping, and tail slapping. These activities may have a variety of purposes such as courtship, communications, dislodging parasites, or play. Spy hopping, a behavior in which a whale holds its head above water, helps the animal view its surroundings. Resident killer whales swim with porpoises, other dolphins, seals, and sea lions 
which are common prey for transient killer whales. Killer whales are notable for their complex societies. Only elephants and higher primates such as humans live in comparably complex social structures. Due to orcas' complex social bonds and society, many marine experts have concerns about how humane it is to keep these animals in captive situations. Resident killer whales in the eastern North Pacific have a particularly complex and stable social grouping system. Unlike any other mammal species whose social structure is known, residents live with their mothers for their entire lives. These societies are based on matrilineal art consisting of the matriarch and her descendants, which form part of the line as do their descendants. Because females can reach age 90, as many as four generations travel together, these groups are highly stable individuals, separate for only a few hours at a time, to mate or forage. With one exception, the killer whale named Luna, no permanent separation of an individual from a resident maternal line has been recorded. Closely related matriarchal lines form loose aggregation called pods, usually consisting one to four females. Clans, the next level of resonant social structure, have comprised of pods with similar dialects in common but older maternal heritage. Clans range overlap, mingling pods from different clans. The final association, layer, perhaps more arbitrarily defined than the familiar groupings, is called the community and is defined as a set of clans that regularly commingle. Clans within a community do not share vocal patterns. Transient pods are smaller than resident pods, typically consisting of an adult female and one or two of her offspring. Males typically maintain stronger relationships with their mothers than other females. These bonds can extend well into adulthood. Unlike residents, extended or permanent separation of transient offspring from females is common, with juveniles and adults of both sexes participating. Some males become rovers and do not form long-term associations, occasionally joining groups that contain reproductive females. As in resident clans, transit community members share an acoustic repertoire, although regional differences in vocalizations have been noted. Like all whales, killer whales depend heavily on underwater sound for orientation, feeding, and communication. They produce categories of sounds, clicks, whistles, and pulse calls. Clicks are believed to be used primarily for navigation and discriminating prey and other objects in the surrounding environment, but are also commonly heard during social interactions. Northeast Pacific resident groups tend to be much more vocal than transient groups in the same water. Residents feed primarily in Chinook and Chum salmon species that are insensitive to killer whale calves. 
In contrast, the marine mammal prey of transients hear well underwater at the frequency used in killer whale calls. Transients are typically silent, probably to avoid eating or alerting their mammalian prey. They sometimes use a single click, called a cryptic click, rather than a long train of clicks observed in other populations. Residents are only silent when resting. All members of the resident pod use similar calls, known collectively as a dialect. Dialects are composed of specific numbers and types of discrete, repetitive calls. They are complex and stable over time. Call patterns and structures are distinctive within matrilines. Newborns produce calls similar to their mothers, but have a more limited repertoire. Individuals likely learn their dialect through contact with their mother and other pod members. For instance, family-specific calls have probably observed more frequently in the days following a calf's birth, which may help the calf learn them. Dialects are probably an important means of maintaining group identity and cohesiveness. Similarity in dialects likely reflects the degree of relatedness between pods, with variation budding over time. Researchers have not determined whether calls have particular meanings or are associated with specific types of activity. Resident dialects contain seven to 17 distinctive call types. Transient dialects are much different, having only four to six discrete calls, none of which they share with residents. All members of North American West Coast transient community express the same basic dialect, although minor regional variations in call types is evident. Primarily, research indicates offshore killer whales have group-specific dialects, unlike those of residents and transients. Killer whales have the second heaviest brains among marine mammals, after sperm whales which have the largest brain of any animal in the world. They can be trained in captivity and are often described as intelligent. Although defining and measuring intelligence is difficult, in a species whose environment and behavioral strategies are different from those of humans. Killer whales imitate others and seem to deliberately teach skills to their kin. Off the Crozet Islands, mothers push their calves onto the beach, waiting to pull the youngsters back if needed. People who have interacted closely with killer whales often numerous anecdotes demonstrating the whale's curiosity, playfulness, and ability to solve problems. Alaskan killer whales have not only learned how to steal fish from long lines, but also, also overcome a variety of techniques designed to stop them, such as the use of unabated lines as decoys. Once fishermen placed their boats several miles apart, taking turns retrieving small amounts of their catch in hopes that whales would not have enough time to move between the boats to steal the catch as it was being retrieved. A researcher described what happened next. It worked well for a while. Then the whales split into two groups. It didn't even take them an hour to figure it out. 
They were so thrilled when they figured out what was going on that we were playing games. They were breaching by the boats. In other anecdotes, researchers describe incidents in which wild killer whales playfully tease humans by repeatedly moving objects the humans are trying to reach or suddenly start to toss around a chunk of ice after a human throws a snowball. The killer whale's use of a dialect in the passing of other learned behaviors from generation to generation has been described as a form of animal culture. The complex and stable vocal behavioral cultures of sympatric groups of killer whales appear to have no parallel outside of humans and represent an independent evolution of cultural facilities. In 2008, the IUCN changed its assessment of the killer whale's conservation status from conservation dependent to data deficient, recognizing that one or more killer whale types may actually be separate endangered species. Depletion of prey species, pollution, large-scale oil spills, and habitat disturbance caused by noise and conflicts with boats are currently the most significantly worldwide threats. Like other animals at the highest trophic levels, the killer whale is particularly at risk of poisoning from accumulation of toxins, including PCBs and others. European harbor seals have problems in reproduction and immune functions associated with high levels of PCBs and related contaminants and a survey of off the Washington coast found PCB levels in killer whales were higher than that had caused health problems in the harbor seals. Blubber samples in the Norwegian Arctic show higher levels of PCBs, pesticides, and bromated flame retardants than in polar bears. When food is scarce, killer whales metabolize blubber for energy, which increases pollutant concentrations. In 2011, CNN Justice News article Beer Mears and Tom Cohen wrote about a lawsuit that people, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, pursued against SeaWorld. PETA filed a 20-page complaint to ask the U.S. District Court in Southern California to declare five whales, Tilicum, Catina, Corky, Castaca, and Ulysses, as being held in slavery or involuntary servitude in violation of the 13th Amendment. PETA claims that the 13th Amendment technically does not apply only to humans. Two former SeaWorld trainers supported people, PETA and moving forward with this lawsuit. Legal cases in states and federal courts dealing with animal cruelty tend to be based on human actions solely because the animals cannot actually be prosecuted or actively participate as plaintiffs and defendants on trial. In 1970, a killer whale, later named Lolita, was captured from the Puget Sound waters and has since been performing at Marine Seaquarium, Miami Seaquarium, for more than 40 years. During these four decades, celebrities, children, 
and a Washington governor have campaigned to free Lolita. One of Lolita's supporters believes that Lolita has a strong memory of her life and her family in her formal natural habitat. The Miami Seaquarium argues Lolita's interaction and dependence on her human caregivers supersedes her natural survival instincts, thus she would not survive on her own in the wild. They also argue that human and boat activity as well as pollution are serious threats to killer whales. In December 2011, supporters offered $1 million to have Lolita freed from the Miami Seaquarium. After campaign and financial efforts to free Lolita were denied by Miami Seaquarium, activists are suing the federal government in federal court in Seattle with the argument that Lolita should have been protected when other southern region orcas were listed in the Endangered Species Act of 2005. One plaintiff in the lawsuit, the Council for the Animal Legal Defense Fund, suggested Lolita should be moved to a larger sea pen home where she would be able to swim farther distances and interact with other killer whales. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.